man, this one's going to be a crazy one. Like that last oh episode goodness. we just talked about was crazy. Uh, if you if you're uh, listening in order, we just talked about uh, the guy who killed President Garfield. Uh, not not the the episode two, but the prequel to episode two. True, um, he was a goofball. This, this one is also crazy. There's just a lot of parts. So heads up, I have some notes. I'm also this is also just a disclaimer. I'm gonna be reading off the Wikipedia for a, a lot of this episode, <laughs> um, just because there's so much, and there's also a um. A documentary that I have seen and is really good, and I'll be purposely omitting parts of this story so you have a reason to watch the Ooh. documentary called Class Action Park. We're talking about Action Park today. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's just my little disclaimer. Is that is that well, fair? I Hank? watch that. I think that's a really good idea. You know, have some respect for the source material that you're getting this from so that people can still have a reason if they're interested in this to go check out more about it. Yeah. From the source. It's on. That's a great idea. It's on HBO Max. They can watch it. Oh, I don't have that. You should get it. It's pretty good. They got Nathan for I you could. on there. Oh, good incentive. Yeah. Very good incentive. <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Bradley Miller. <laughs> and I'm Hank Farr. And this is No Good Ideas. In this podcast, we explore awful ideas throughout history and pop culture. From lousy leadership decisions to PR disasters, we're going to cover it all. And mantenga las manos y los pies dentro <laughs> del podcast en todo momento. <laughs> Along the way. Okay, yeah, I just want to at least get the, along the way in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today we're talking about a theme park, Action Park. Whee! Yay! Nothing wrong oh, can happen at a theme park. I'm so excited. Nothing bad can happen. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I say that because a lot of things did go wrong here. Um, so Action Park, it's a theme park, Hank. Uh, yeah. As someone who lives closest to this place it was in new jersey have you heard of action park before what's your experience with theme parks for that matter uh so i have been to disney world like three times i like it a lot there i think it's just really neat like all the kind of design work and stuff is really cool i hate other people other people ruin everything about theme parks there's they get in the way yeah they're loud stinky uh gross don't like them um it would be so much cooler if it was just me there but i have been on expedition everest like at least five times every time i go there that's basically like the matterhorn but the 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 florida version of it right yeah yeah i love animal kingdom animal kingdom is my favorite uh otherwise i've been to like universal and i've been to disneyland uh, it didn't get me as hyped up. I really want to go back to see the Star Wars land. Yeah. But that's about it. I think I went to Six Flags. Or no, King's Dominion. King's Dominion. That's that's oh. uh, one that I've been to. That's uh, on, on the East Coast. And that one is uh, quite fun. It's just it's very like it's not like. Th- well, it is a theme park. It's actually their kind of theme like character tie in is actually uh, Peanuts characters. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, they've just kind of got them, like, plastered around everywhere. It's it's not like, they're not, like, integrated in the rides or anything. They're just kind of there. Yeah, that's the there. same. Um, when I was younger, I went to a theme park called uh, Knott's Berry Farm uh, mm-hmm. in Southern California. And it was, like, the theme park that my mom went to a lot because you grew up in L.A. 
Um, and yep. it's really cool. It was an old berry farm that they transformed into this crazy theme park. And they have an area called Camp Snoopy. And they also have like Peanuts characters. Oh, that's yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway. Okay. But Action Park has nothing to do with that. In fact, Action Park wasn't isn't really a theme park in my eyes. So I just kind of derailed our conversation there. But uh, <laughs> so let's jump into it. Uh, like I said, I have some notes, but I'm also just going to be kind of reading through the list of attractions they have there and what happened to this park. So Action Park was a theme park. Um in Vernon Township, New Jersey, uh, that opened in 1978. It was started um, by Eugene Mulville, who's formerly worked on Wall Street, but then got into like some trouble, like something with like insurance. I think he like scammed a bunch of people into like having people not buy. They weren't buying stuff that they thought they were buying. So he, he lost his job and like basically couldn't work in like insurance or the economy like section ever again i i literally researched it today and i don't even remember what it was because it's way over my head but basically we got some shady origins basically yeah yes shady origins he's like man i can't do what i've been doing for the past (laughs) few years i need a totally new job so he goes and he buys a vernon valley slash great gorge ski resort he buys a ski resort in Mm. new jersey and it's this big uh ski resort in this area that's kind of like wealthy people live there you know it's very you know high class and he's like well it's a great ski resort but we have to figure out a way to keep this place open during the summer so i can make say with me money and uh so he was like oh um i'm gonna open up an alpine slide so he takes you know what an alpine slide is it's like a little trail that goes down you have a little cart that you go down uh so he opened up an alpine slide down uh, the ski trails uh, in 1976. Um, and it was 2,700 feet long. Wow. Which is pretty long. I don't know what yeah. the average alpine slide is, but that seems pretty long uh, yeah, to me. Uh, by 1978, he starts to open more. He opens water slides and a go-kart track. It was uh, the Vernon Valley... The, the, Ver- the, the Vernon Valley Summer Park. Okay. And the next year, he added more slides and a really deep swimming pool. And, you know, Action Park was starting to develop into, like, this theme park. This was Action Park. And over time, this park evolved to be a behemoth in the region with, like, 75 rides, motorized attractions, self-controlled rides, and water slides. So what do we think of this? Big. Yeah. Sounds hype. Yeah. They got a really deep swimming pool. That's interesting. This reminds me a lot of when we actually went uh, on a road trip. Um, Vermont. Vermont. That one place. I was that we, literally about to say. Yeah, yeah. There's a ski resort that they kind of had added a bunch of like like an alpine slide. I think that was one of the things that was there, right? Yeah. I think I was trying to remember why we didn't go on it because that seems like something that's right up my alley. I think it's literally like the day we were leaving was like the day it was opening for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something yeah, stupid like that. It was yeah. really annoying. Because mm-hmm. literally there's yeah. nothing else to do in that city. The fact that yeah, like, yeah. Vermont is kind of uh, devoid of things to do. Like, we're not oh, talking, I'm going to see maple syrup. <laughs> we're not talking about like Burlington, Vermont. If we were there, we'd at least find like some things to do, you know, find Bernie yeah. Sanders, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Locate him. Yeah. Locate him. You know, he's always in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we were in what is the name of it it's the most boring name for a town that i keep forgetting it i can't remember it yeah i know no offense to london who had an internship there but man yeah, it was yeah. Boring. my good friend who was yeah it was it was a boring place um 
so yeah, that uh, that, that there, but there was an alpine slide and things there. So yeah. I was literally thinking of that. I was like, okay, it's a ski resort, so it's kind of like that. But we're starting to get motorized rides here. That's that's a little different. That's a that's a different ball game. Yeah. Uh, so over time, this uh, attraction uh, park starts to grow. Um, in the early '80s, it was like a theme park. There's nothing wrong with it. They had yeah. like a million visitors per year. It was popular throughout the 80s uh, per in the peak season. Uh, there would be like 12,000 people per weekend. So that's a lot of people going to this park. Um, yep. But in 1982, two guests died at the park within a week of each other. Uh Oh, now it was was the, were these the first deaths? This is the first all, deaths. Been infrequent ones? The first okay. deaths at this park. Not in general. There's like that whole okay. Cain and Abel story that people died. Um, but no, this <laughs> is just at the uh, theme park. But people didn't really mind. For some reason, people still kept coming to this park, which is weird. I mean, like what people died at Disneyland and we go. But, you know, it's true. So I don't know how to tell the story. I'm going to be very upfront. Action Park is wacky. So here's just everything wrong with Action Park. So maybe you can understand <laughs> oh why these two people died. So most rides, in fact, probably all of the rides built there were not designed by professionals or anyone with experience. They just what? they just kind of built the rides and paid kids to test them. So they just like had a bunch of people that are like, hey, do you have an idea for a ride? It's like, yeah, do you have an engineering degree? No, but I could probably figure it out. It was like the I two guess. guys that were in charge of it, it was Eugene and someone else. They would build these rides and be like, what if we had like a slide that went like this? And then they would build it. What the hell? I know, right? That's got to break like every regulation in existence. Oh, at man. This, like, we're just getting into this, now. Hank. Uh, so oh action park. God. They had they focused on letting you control the action. You know, you're in control of your own destiny. Um, <laughs> so a lot of the rides were controlled by yourself. Like I said, with the Alpine slide, that was like their main attraction. That's what people usually went there for because uh, it was huge. Yeah. Uh, so there's a slide that went down this hill and it had chutes equipped uh, with a control stick with two options, either a snail's pace or, as one of the employees once said, death awaits. So you can either go super slow or super fast. And the brakes sometimes worked. Um, oh. And the chutes were made from concrete, fiberglass and asbestos. Um, so oh my if gosh. you fell off the chute, you would get seriously injured. And keep in mind, this is also a water park. So a lot of people are riding this in their swimsuits. So when they fall off, they're really getting hit by this. Oh, and my there were no, there were no way, no like railing to like prevent you from flying off. So some people just fly off. This sounds like a literal torture device. <laughs> yes, it really is. Uh, I mean, this uh, we referenced the um the uh, what is it documentary called class action park but that's what people called it they call it class action park they call it traction park uh they called it uh accident park i think is another <laughs> one so they had different nicknames they had this kind of culture of you're gonna get hurt there because you're in control of the action and the rides are just insane uh, there's also a skate park that was poorly designed uh and responsible for many injuries with like the way that the like concrete wouldn't it would be like two sharp edges so people couldn't really skate there. 
Um, there were super go-karts, and there are go-karts that uh, would usually boy. be capped out at about 20 miles per hour. Um, no. but, but employees <laughs> found out a way to bypass the speed limit and played bumper cars going 50 miles an hour. Death, <laughs> that's how you kill people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. What? And this is where I'm Did going. Did the employees remove the seatbelts, too? Because that wouldn't surprise me. Probably. And this is just, like, the minor rides. Um, there was also this other ride uh, where it was basically like go-karts, but they went a little bit slower. But you basically were in charge of trying to hit this larger go-kart that someone is in and people would uh, shoot tennis balls at it. Um, but when you That's hit... kind of fun. But- I mean, it's fun. But uh, when you hit the uh big go-kart it like stalls out so you can't do anything so it's like that's the whole part of the game but if there's anything wrong with it um the employees had to go out and like fix it and everyone would just pelt the employees (laughs) with tennis balls that's what they get for messing with the go-karts i guess yeah that's that's wow so so this place not only had like you know all these issues but it sounds like it kind of had like a culture of like oh yeah people that went there were like this is the wild west no good ideas we'll be right back Let's let's get into the crazy ones. I mean, this is probably the most notable and infamous ride here. I'm just going to go into it. The cannonball loop. So remember when I said that the guy in charge of this place would just design uh, yeah. slides? This guy built an enclosed water slide called the cannonball loop. I'm just going to read off Wikipedia here. Um, decide a complete vertical loop at the end of a water slide. So it would go down and then a loop-de-loop and you keep going. <laughs> and he gave a $100 to employees to test out the ride. And what? people, it would injure them the first time they would go down. People would get stuck in the loop. Um, the uh, the employees yeah. were purported to have been offered $100 equivalent to about $241 now to test it. Uh, that doesn't cover medical bills. Fergus, who described himself as one of the idiots who took the offer, said $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out the memory of writing it. Wow. Uh, um, oh, man. The slide was open for only a month in 1985 before it was closed at the order of the state's advisory board on Carnival Amusement Ride Safety, a highly unusual move at its time. One worker told a local newspaper that there were, quote, too many bloody noses and back injuries from riders, and it was widely rumored, <sighs> reported in Weird, New Jersey, that, one, that some of the test dummies sent down before it opened had been dismembered and decapitated. A writer also yeah. reported got stuck at the top of the loop due to insufficient water pressure because it's a loop duh and a hatch had been had to be installed at the bottom of the slope for future extractions yeah so that's the main ride that people go like wait why would you build that but wait there's more great there's the tidal tidal wave pool uh, which was basically a wave pool, but it was super deep in the deep end, and you couldn't tell that it was getting to be super deep. Um, and it was less buoyant, chlorinated water, and it made it really hard to swim in. 
So people who couldn't really swim well and the waves were super big for a wave pool. So you get to the end, yeah. be like, yeah, I'll swim out. And it's not going all the time. So maybe people think it's just a normal pool. So they go out. Oh, it's kind of deep, super big waves. They can't float. So like 12 lifeguards had to be at, on duty at all times. 12. Yeah. Jeez Louise. OK, yeah. So this place is really is like the Wild West. I like it's funny to me that they have like the Carmel Advisory Board and that they, they nixed that. But the rest of the park was still allowed to run like any one of these things sounds like it should be like like a beep, beep, beep. Oh, my God. Red alert. We need to shut this thing down immediately. But yeah. I guess they were just kind of like, well, I guess that loop de loops not very good. Like mm-hmm. What? And then oh there's gosh. also a lot of those these uh, rides aren't even rides, but they're more of just kind of cliffs to jump off. Uh, there, for <laughs> example, there's the Tarzan swing, which was a steel arch uh, hanging with a 20 foot long cable over a pool, like a spring fed pool. And then people would wait and they would swing. They would jump onto the rope swing and then jump into the pool, um, which I mean, it, out of all things, that doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. I mean, like. People go to the lake and jump off of cliffs all the time. You know, if it's deep enough, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, But the thing is, uh, the people would be scared and sometimes hang on too long to the rope and they would scrape their toes against concrete for swinging too long. And there were no Ah. rules or like signs to tell people how to do it. It was just basically people online saying like, hey, my cousin told me that if you like tuck in your arms that you won't get hurt. There were no like instructions and also the water was so cold and there was another death in 1984 a man died from a heart attack from the cold water wow that's really cold water yeah um yeah they had to rescue people who were surprised by the sudden chill that they could not swim out of the pool this is bonkers it is it is complete bonkers and like i said i'm only reading off the rides because I think that's enough to fill a 30 minute podcast. But there's so much more that you can learn about it. Like for the uh, like I said, I'm not even telling a story. I'm just talking about this park. Yeah. Just like the different facets. Of it. Like I literally like I've scraped. I scraped my toes on concrete one time at the pool, like while I was taking care of uh, some kids like two years ago. That was so awful no i took off just like a chunk of skin off the top of my toe and i was like nah like it was so bad and so the idea that like people would be at swinging momentum doing that uh, and there's also this uh, like really toxic like bro culture there of like if people were nervous to swing off of they would like yell and like boo them and i'm like dude people have died here this place literally is like just the I keep saying it's the Wild West. There's no regulatory like like regulators are not doing what they should be doing. No. with this there. People shoot employees, apparently boo people who are nervous about going on the super dangerous rides like this is just I mean, I, I feel like this is a really good park for like thrill seekers who legitimately want to put themselves in danger yeah because there's so much like out there you know like oh skydiving that's a thrill seeking thing but like it's it's pretty managed you know you're you're very safe Mm -hmm. going skydiving and you got trained professionals like this was legitimately a great way to get yourself hurt or at least risk doing it yeah and i have i have a bunch of i have a list here uh, of, from Wikipedia, factors contributing to the park safety record. Um, 
And you kind of nailed a little bit of this. Um, one thing I f- neglected to mention, a lot of people who worked here were teenagers. And a lot of the higher up positions at this park were either by teenagers or people in their very early 20s. Like according to uh, this article, <laughs> uh, a security director of the park got the job at 21 21 years old and he was in charge of security that dude thought he was a prodigy there's also the park also sold alcohol and beer um and they're naturally yeah naturally <laughs> how did i not see that coming and they were very oh relaxed uh enforcement on the drinking age and uh there's also a culture of people working there drinking uh mainly off duty um but like that was a huge thing um and also uh uh, yeah, the ride design, the employees were teenagers, uh, often under the influence of alcohol and generally cared little for enforcing park rules and t- safety requirements, uh, height and weight. Of which based. they were so little in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like we we're saying with people not knowing how to swim, um, this place was cheaper than Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, oh boy. <laughs> which attracted uh, this park attracted mainly uh, people who were from lower income neighborhoods who couldn't really afford swimming lessons. Uh, so Ugh. a lot of people who like for the wave pool is insane to me like that. Yeah. That could not happen. And Oh my God, this place is insane. Also, uh, you're talking about regulatory climate. Um, here's a fun thing. Apparently in New Jersey, you, if you're running a theme park, you don't need to have insurance. Huh? They didn't have insurance. It was cheaper for them if someone wanted to sue just to go to court and drag it out. Oh, my God. And it got to the point where, like, okay, we'll have insurance. The guy made up his own insurance company. Wow. I can only (laughs) imagine what sort of horrific practices that place had. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read this little expert of lax regulatory climate. Uh, Despite many citations for safety violations between 1979 and 1986, allowing minors to operate some rides and failing to report accidents, which was unique among New New Jersey's amusement parks. Um, Investigation, sorry, I can't read today. Investigation by the New Jersey Herald later found that the park was only fined once. It was also unique, uh, unique in that department in that all other amusement parks were fined for first offenses except for Action Park. It asked if there were some sort of special relationship between um, this person and the state. Uh, I forget his name. Um, some of the state's regulations failed to adequately address the situation. After the 1987 drowning, it was reported that the tidal wave pool was considered a pool by the state, not a ride. Under state regulations at that time, that meant that the company merely had to keep the water clean and make sure that the certified lifeguards were on duty. So they basically kind of went around. Uh, Like, man. Yeah. So the only thing that's missing here, is there a part of the Wikipedia that you haven't read yet where people were just allowed to pee wherever they wanted to? Fun fact, um, the wave pool was sometimes brown. (laughs) So that answers your question. I thought it would be a joke. I thought it was a bit. (laughs) I wanted it to be a joke. No. Mm. People crapped the wave pool. Yeah. So uh, wow. There's people that this place would be awesome for. There are people out there that would thrive there and get injured and go back and love it. 
Yeah, it not me. No, it closed down after a couple years. Um, Action Park closed at the end of season as usual on Labor Day, September second, nineteen ninety six. The park launched a website, uh, which visitors can find information about rides. Um, basically, th- the company that owned it went out of business, which I think is basically why. Um, in nineteen ninety six, yeah. the creditors who had taken GARs, which was the company's uh, debt possession, the forced GAR into bankruptcy over the fourteen million dollars owned by owed by the struggling company, so they owed a lot of money. They filed for Chapter Eleven uh, protection that following March, but remained optimistic that they could regain their financial footing within a year, and it didn't really turn out. Um, and there's, I am skipping over a lot of details in this as you can imagine um yeah but we were only a 30 minute podcast and i needed (laughs) to get into all of the i think it's more interesting to hear about the rides but if you want to learn more you can look this up or you can watch class action park on hbo max um you can learn it's it's a crazy story of this place um which was honestly even though a lot of people got hurt was beloved by a lot of people who live near new jersey you know, that's they, what I'm saying. Yeah, there's definitely people who would like that. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the closest thing in real life we've gotten to when you go on Roller Coaster Tycoon and make it so that the roller coaster doesn't end and launches people into a wall where they all die. Absolutely. This is the closest thing you can get. Uh, I, I didn't know we'd gotten that close to yeah. greatness. You know, we we that humanity had reached for the stars. It mm-hmm. played a little this maybe this dude because when did Roller Coaster Tycoon take? You said it was open until 1996, which was way later than I thought it would be. Because like this sounded like just something that would happen in like the 70s or 80s. You know, you yeah. watch like 70s or 80s movies, and you're like, they just said that stuff. Exactly. They just yeah. put that stuff in movies mm. for like a PG movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I love some movies from the 80s, but they all have this weird hue to them. You're like, oh god. Like Clue. Yeah. Have you seen Clue? Yes, I saw it pretty recently, actually. Like it's a great movie, but it's really creepy. It's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, oh, gosh. I mean, if you've seen, uh, I think, what's the movie? Like 16 Candles. Have you seen that one? I have not. No. Uh, let's just let's just chalk it down to definitely a, like really relied on a lot of its humor on super racist Asian caricatures. Oh, no. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, not not good. No. So Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um series okay main series 1999 so th- these guys weren't basing it off of maybe it was inspired by action park that would be actually not that surprising yeah it doesn't say what it was inspired by but i would believe it yeah like this guy was just like you know i should just let people do this where they're not going to injure real human beings mm-hmm. <laughs> and drown real human beings that's that's a good idea right so yeah so wow that's the quote-unquote story of action park Uh, like i said if you want to know more watch the movie it has chris gethard in it a a very funny comedian who grew up new jersey he i also talked to him on instagram live once and he gave me the nickname cool guy brad (laughs) yeah that's awesome i remember you talking about this guy actually i think we watched that one show by yeah the chris gethard show totally separate it was good it was really funny also watch the chris gethard show they're not making it anymore but all the episodes are on youtube speaking of all the episodes on youtube watch taskmaster i've been watching a lot of taskmaster recently such a good show um but speaking of such a good show that was a great show today hank it was a great show let me end with this question um 
what ride would you want to ride if you had to ride a ride at action park what would you ride definitely the one where you could shoot employees with tennis balls yeah same here that's that's the toxic thing i'd like to take part in from that the toxic subculture i'd like to be partake in yeah. in that park because i mean they're because, just giving that to you you know exactly like if everybody else is doing it you're boop, 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 boop. exactly <laughs> yeah outrun this bitch <laughs> yeah. what are you 14 mm-hmm. i'm bigger than you and i have a tennis ball gun <laughs> See if you can like like hit one just right in the sweet spot where you like knock him out. Yeah, and then nothing. There would be no repercussions. No repercussions. That's action this park. Like everyone else is doing it. It's like when everyone's speeding on the highway, and you're like, well, everyone else is going. They can't. They can't yeah, pull exactly. all of us over. You know exactly. What are they going to pull of us over? Everyone's now? going seventy during a, in a sixty zone. Like I mean, if we're all doing it, you know. Yeah, basically that's just Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Also, At least according to all the people in Indiana, I didn't notice that when I was in Illinois, but everybody in Indiana hated Illinois drivers. Whoa. I I being in Idaho, um, I the, the drivers here are fine. The main thing is people who jaywalk a lot. People literally <laughs> will just like walk like getting home. I have to drive through downtown and people literally just like if there's no cars, they'll just walk uh, like across four lanes of traffic downtown. But the thing is, it's like I'm driving. So they just like casually walk and they don't even look like, oh, sorry. They just keep walking and they see me and they just keep walking when (laughs) it's like green, like not even like about to turn green or whatever. It's like I I, I don't understand it. It's 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 happened multiple times and it it blows my mind. Yeah, that sounds like Boston. Yeah, like I remember because I lived there in seventh grade and I'll just be out there with my, my middle schooler buddies. And, you know, they've lived there their whole lives, so they're used to it. And I'm not. And they just run out in front of cars. And I'd be like, what are you doing? They're like, you don't have to worry about it. They'll just honk at you. And I'm like, and I don't like what? honking. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get honked at. I don't want to know. Speaking so, of getting honked at, where can people honk at you online, Hank? Where, where can people uh, if, uh, if honk far? Where can people find you? <laughs> If you go to youtube.com backslash Hank Farr, find any of my animated short films that I put on there and comment honk honk, I we will make my day a thousand times better. Do it. So to all of our listeners, please do it. It would bring me great joy just to know that you just put in that little extra better extra bit of effort to go and comment something stupid mm-hmm. on my YouTube page. YouTube.com backslash Hank Farr. I make funny animated short films. You can also go and leave a five-star review with only the text Hong Kong on Steam, uh, Google Play Store, and the App Store for Little Brother's Turn, developed by me and my good friend Ethan. It is available for you all of you to play, and it is very fun. Bradley, where can people go and respond to any bit of media that you've released with Hong Kong? They can comment Hong Kong on all of my talk talks. Uh, I don't know. Uh, TikTok at Bradley with an E. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Cameo, Letterboxd, uh, any social media garbage website. I'm probably on it and having a horrible time as well. Um, you can also review this podcast, review this podcast with Hong Kong five stars on Apple podcasts or wherever you download your podcast that has a review uh, system on there. Um, you can also follow the show at no good ideas pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Now that we're back, we're going to be posting a lot more on those social media channels. I actually think that if, if y'all all went and left a review that said honk honk on our uh, on our podcast, it would make everybody that sees those reviews feel like they're missing something. Yeah. What's the in joke? What's the honk honk thing? Yeah, be, it'll be like a little club of people be like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you Go, commented honk honk you, on their on their podcast, on their 
pog punk no never mind punk cast the punk cast no punk don't, cast don't don't yeah. yeah don't forget i just yeah. said that just review honk honk <laughs> and then yeah, we'll all g- laugh at it. it everybody we will all be part of this little community and everybody will think that they're missing out and that they're worse than us all right and, and the- that's the outcome we all desire and on that note we'll see you next time see you next time we'll be talking about something don't know yet yeah we're gonna figure that out later bye everybody bye Bye.